Welcome to The Writing Life, the podcast for anyone who writes. I'm Steph McKenna. And I'm James Gill. From the National Centre for Writing here at Dragon Hall in Norwich, England. In this episode, Isabel King speaks to our recent writer-in-residence, Els Beerton. Els is an award-winning Belgian writer, and in this wide-reaching conversation, she discusses how she develops characters, as well as uses the senses to bring places and people to life. We love Els. She was an absolute joy when she stayed at Dragon Hall with us. So Els was a part of our residency programme, where writers and translators from around the world stay in our cottage here at Dragon Hall, or they work remotely on a virtual residence. You can find out more about residencies on our website. Isabel King writes historical fiction and works in museums in Norfolk. Her work focuses on helping communities to tell their stories inspired by local history. Do you want to kickstart your novel? Are you ready to take your writing to the next level? Well, our beginners and advanced creative writing courses are on sale now for the January term. Do you want to write fiction, poetry, screenwriting, historical fiction, non-fiction or crime? Then why not explore a 12 or 18 week tutored online course with one-to-one feedback? Head to the website to check out the modules and meet the tutors. Or it may be that you'd like to do an in-person course here at Dragon Hall with us because we have those as well. We also host one-off skills workshops with writers and tutors. So maybe you'd like to do an intensive memoir writing course with Gavin McRae, learn to write dialogue with Annie Domingo, or maybe you'd like to tell your story through poetry with Nadine Aisha Jassat. Well, there's all of this and more on our website. And now, without further delay, we bring you Els Beerton. Hello and welcome. My name is Isabel King and today I'm in conversation with Els Beerton. Els Beerton is one of Belgium's leading writers. She has been widely translated into many languages and received several awards. Her novels often have historical settings and she is a tutor of creative writing. Els is currently staying in Norwich as part of the National Centre for Writing's Residency Exchange with Passaporter House of Literature in Brussels. She's staying in a cottage of Dragon Hall where she dives into Norwich's past and present, researching her next novel. Um, We're sitting here at the moment uh, in uh, this cottage of Dragon Hall, um, overlooking the garden. Um, So before I chat to Els, I'm going to talk a bit bit more about her writing. Els' work is often characterised by the psychological depths and insights of her characters. As readers, we experience different historical contexts, including some of the darkest passages of history, through the eyes of richly drawn, complex characters. And of particular note is her novel, We All Want Heaven, which has won multiple awards. The novel interweaves war and post-war history, past and present, and through her protagonist, Els explores the idea of heroes and what it means to be a hero. Is there such a thing as a hero? Uh, well, I'm really fascinated um, to find out more about Els' work. Um, so, Els, hello. Hi, hello. Um, so, first of all, uh, how does it feel to be in Norwich? Um, and how is this residency informing and inspiring your writing? Uh, how does it feel? It, I feel very privileged to do so, to be able to do this, because uh, I've never been here. It's an area, uh, the area of Norfolk, and especially this place, there's so much history here. It's, I mean, there's history all over the world, but this exactly is a, a place uh, so close to my real interests and where my heart is too. So the fact that I can just be here for four weeks, four weeks sounded huge when I arrived, so much. I mean, as if I had time forever, but uh, it's um, more than two weeks have passed now and... I'm really counting the days. I mean, 
I mean, every day matters now. I really want to fill them and do as much as possible and not just uh, be inspired by uh, the town, which was my, it's one of my purposes, to, to let myself be inspired. But I also have to, to write, and I am writing now and uh, doing something, started doing something with input. So it's, uh, I'm really happy to be here. It's yeah, very special. Uh, can you talk a bit about the uh, current writing project that you're working on in Norwich? Yeah. So um, I should go back first to the, the novel I just finished writing. Uh, it's called, uh, in, in English, it's called The Rest of Our Lives. In my language, it's called The Rest van Ons Leven. means exactly the same thing. And um, it deals with the Second World War and the period before in England, so the interbellum, uh, the period itself and afterwards what did to the people and I put Italian um, uh, characters, migrants uh, who had arrived in England uh, many many years ago so um, they had to deal with quite a lot and um, so I, I had to dive into to write that story, to be able to write that story, I had to dive in, in your history, history of this country I knew, I knew already a lot but I mean I didn't know much not enough to, to, to grab my story. So um, because of all doing all the research during Corona and the time before, the period before, I, I got so much um, desire to do something more with this because you always do much more research than, than you need. And in fact, I think a good researcher should be able to cut uh, uh, the parts out of the novel which she doesn't need. And uh, so um, I, it, has, it gave me a kind of unrest to leave it behind. And so I'm doing something with lines that I already started writing in my head. Yeah. And so um, I'm back to the Second World War, but different. Um, I'm, I'm looking now much more at the people who stay here, who stayed here, who had to survive, who, who were here when the soldiers came back, what it did to them, what it did to the soldiers. Because um, my country was occupied during the Second World War. And for us, really, um, you, your country, you without you we would have, we would be completely different so in in our eyes in my eyes you are um, talking about heroes very important and to the way my life is now and uh, but I never want to write out of glory and and, and pathetic uh, ideas about heroism but go into the people who really fought for this to happen for this freedom so I want to, to write the lives of small people little people ordinary people who we all could have been if we had been in that situation because I think it's in all of us to you want to go on with what happens to you not by doing great things like becoming uh, Nelson Mandela or he was also forced to be who he was didn't choose to do that and you know what I mean so um, so this is a long answer to your question. No, no, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And I'd, I'd really love to um, pick up more on, on um, that idea of, of heroes that you often kind of explore in your writing. Um, so one thing that, that really struck me from reading your work was your ability to draw these kind of evolved and, and very multifaceted characters and to immerse the reader in, in this historical context through your character. 
Mm-hmm. So could you talk a bit about your process and sort of creative decisions for creating characters? Well, I um, discovered after having written many for many, many years that uh, I should just give in to my way of writing and not fight it, and which is start with characters. And I, uh, characters are always linked to something or some, some, some way of living or some, some uh, uh, or certain feelings you have that I don't understand that which are beyond my own control maybe or also understanding. And I want to find out why someone is doing the things he or she does. But it's always about fictional characters. And after having written my book, I see it, of course, has to do a lot with what's going on through me uh, at that moment. But um, I start from the character and I um, write little scenes trying to grasp them because I put them in situations I... um, um, I, I never write an outline about what's going to happen, so I put him in situations which interest me. For instance, uh, uh, yeah, I know, for instance, if someone needs to go to, to fight in a war, so I have to write the leaving. Eh? How is it the departure? But what, how is he reflecting on this? Is, is, uh, is maybe his girlfriend? Uh, why is this happening? What choices does he make? And I want to crawl in the character, and uh, first of all, I want to understand all the motives. But in order to be able to understand them, I have to like them and to love them. And um, it's, you, you can fall in love with someone, but it takes quite some time. For instance, um, let me give you the example of, of one of the things I really want to write about now. It's about a girl. Uh, she... Um, is a Flemish girl, a Belgian girl from my region. And I also want to write about a British girl uh, with a completely different story and different times, but I will put them together. But I already have developed the the Belgian girl and she is so stubborn and she wants to have everything out of life. And she is in a situation which is not mine, which could never become mine because it is about years ago. When, when standards of raising your children were completely different. And I want, I give it my desires of, of wanting to change the world, do something good uh, to the world. And she falls in love with someone and that person is not accepted. And I cannot understand myself how people can be so silly to, to tell the child you cannot have a, an, an affair, you cannot have a relationship with that person because he comes from another country just because of that so and, and this, this makes me so angry that we, we we judge people not on who they are but on where they come from i mean what does it matter we're dealing with people and and it's good that you, that you try to understand where habits come from but not judging them because of their how can you judge me by my roots? Or I? how can I judge you? Because I didn't make my own roots. I'm not responsible for them. So, and, and they should not, it's not because they're different that they are bad. That's another thing. So I want to find this out. So I crawl in this girl and I get into her motives. I become angry just, just as she, she is. But then the thing is to find the right words to put it down. That's a struggle. And together with the feeling, and I can only find authentic language when I understand my character. So that's why it takes a long time to get into them. 
because not, I mean, rational, I can think it over rationally and I can um, give her motives, and, uh, but I want to feel her and that takes time. So that means, um, I, I can give you an example of the text I've been, I'm writing at the moment. I've been doing that for quite some days. It's a very short text, but because of the going forward and backward movement, I, I change it all the time and it's a little bit like bread and, and sourdough, you start with it and it raises and then you um, you you have to, to to mold it, yeah. And then then it becomes better and the more you, you work on it, but you should also not kill it. So it's always about finding finding the balance. Where do I stop when this is okay and I go on? And I think that's a hardship of writing, but when you succeed in doing this, that feels great. It's like you have created something. Yeah, no, I'd love to pick up on this um, kind of idea of movement as well yeah. Um, yeah. in your writing. Um, recently, I was actually um, lucky enough to be part of a get-together of uh, Writers with Els, and you talked about movement and uh, sort of having a mind-body yeah. connection as a writer. And I found that really interesting mm -hmm. because, you know, often as writers, um, we are just sitting in front of, of our computers yeah. and, and imagining. Yeah. Um, um, and um, particularly with your, your character creation, as you described their motivations and the way that you really sort of immerse yourself in these characters, um, how, how does movement kind of, uh, what's that kind of interplay? I think it's, it's part of uh, um, it, the idea and the fact that I discover uh, that this is my way to, to write, is to, to in, include a lot of moving, also physical moving, and I shall give you examples. Uh, it's because I, um, it's a struggle I had to undergo as a child. I moved all the time and everybody always told me, shut up, be quiet, sit still. So I thought there's really something wrong with me because I cannot sit still. And so I thought of, I will never be able to become a writer. I loved books. I admired writers. They were my heroes because I could sit still all day and they had this perfect head with perfect stories and I was not like that. So I thought I'm going to be a singer or, or an actress or a teacher because then I can move all the time and talk, do something with words. But then um, I started to discover while writing that because of the movement I make, it's just like my, my head works, my thoughts, they move all the time. And I, I really uh, do a lot of associations all the time. All kinds of ideas come into my head. When I'm teaching, I really have to make choices. Okay, stop now. You're not going to go that bypath again. Just stick to your what you want to tell the students or they get lost but when I write I, I need this head to to um, to have my surprises so to 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 find the, the little scenes I talked about to develop my character I cannot think this beforehand because I know the power of my 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 head my movement but when I get stuck um, or when I, I have been writing too long and and then I start destroying what I'm doing I can see it and I start skip 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 this then I need to go out and then I, I tell my body okay you know what's going to happen now yes you do okay so open yourself up and and then it's like there is a river coming inside my head in my head and um, the th new thoughts come in and I don't have to do anything for it it just happens like that and I think well, I've, that this is what scientists say, that um, our head is full of, it's a nervous system, the way we think, new, new um, how do you say this in English? Uh, 
neurological yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah and and so I uh, um, I mean uh, so if we it's all part of us and it's connected so if we move it does something to it's it's like running running makes you feel good or better because you you your body tells it's good to move so your spirit gets the same message move on with with what you're thinking and i think creation is a way of 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 not becoming um that you have this word that you become like a stone so uh that you that you have things move and i want uh, my writing is also my interaction with the world i'm not a writer who sits and and writes because of of what's in my inside i what's in me it's a result of my uh interaction with the world and i want to take the reader through my eyes and look at the world and and go into interaction with the world because of what i write and not because of my great thoughts or what i've been thinking all day sitting on this chair and then i'm making something i'm not it's i i then it's i'm then i think writers who pretend they are phony is that correct and as a writer and you you probably have the same feeling but i cannot talk for you because maybe you're, you're not like this but i really can be tough on phony i really hate texts who um lie and i see it in a few lines okay this is someone showing off uh, the great uh intellectual uh, whatever look at me but if you i want to read it to look at my characters because then i give them something a gift not at the inside of my head. <laughs> so your writing is so much about connection with the reader yes. uh, through kind of movement and through through characters. This is how you, you connect with the reader to kind of identify and, and empathize with these different um, sort of these, these different times in these different historical contexts. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd, I'd love to know um, a, a bit more about your research process. Um, for for these different historical contexts that you write about, yeah. um, where do you start? So how do you choose which historical context um, yeah. that you want to set your story in? Yes, can you can you talk a little bit about that process? I, it's also a listen to my a listen to myself. Um, I always start uh, from images that come into my 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 imagination. Give you the example of the book I wrote. The first book I wrote on Second World War was uh, "We All Got, We All Want Heaven," um, and I wanted to find that. That was the first um, uh, time I want. I, I, I started seeing my characters, my characters as little heroes, and I started to 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 work around. I wanted to do something with the concept of hero, because I like to tell everybody that you don't have you you're not making the diff like you're not making the difference because of great things what are great things but uh it's in the little things but um and it's not because you don't succeed in in your big plan that you it you it wasn't worth living your life you know this quote from don quixote um it is a quest, it's the quest, it's not the succession of the quest, but it's the fact that I do the quest, which makes all the, all the difference to my life. If I, whether I lose or not, it doesn't matter, only that I follow the quest. Huh? And then, um, so life, I think if you give up the, 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 
the concept that you have to win all the time, so much freedom uh, comes into your uh, your person because um, you're you're just trying like everybody else. It means that if you if you fail, it's and fail between brackets. It's like you. Um, you you, uh, you tried okay this was not the right w way we do another one so I want uh, I wanted to develop characters I wanted to develop this but I I did I needed a context and then I knew because of all the books I'd written before listen what what is your head in my head said Second World War Second World War I thought no I don't want to write about the Second World War I don't know anything about the Second World War I have to look up so much about it and I I don't know where to begin it's too much. But I'm also a character, and probably because I was told so many times to sit, sit still, who always wants to check the boundaries where to where. I, I thought, okay, if you think it's so difficult, then you're going to prove yourself now it's not true. Find out. But it, this thought came from my father, who was a child in the Second World War, and he saw the, the things happening in the village. He saw houses burned down, people... Uh, torn out of their houses because they were collaborating with the Germans and he saw this and he, he, he thought it was adventure because he was only eight. So I thought and he told me so many stories about the war and those stories came popping up together with the desire to write about heroes but I couldn't understand it because I, I felt myself working towards a character who was a young boy of 17 who believed the Germans, who told him, fight with us and we will do something good to your country, which I cannot believe. How can you collaborate with someone who occupies your country? How come? And so I started to, to look um, um, yeah, in, 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 in the history of why do people collaborate? What happens to me if I think I might do this? Um, when, how come that I'm, how does manipulation work? Can I be manipulated? Or else, please, come on, you're manipulated all the time without knowing it. But with ideas where, where people get killed, so, so the whole heroism of becoming a soldier and fighting for your country, my God, it is with your feet in the mud and it's about, you, you suffer um, the 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 post-traumatic stress syndrome, it is it is so much in, in it is a, such a real thing. And um, so I started to 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 grasp into um, so I listen to, to I get images and then I start uh, uh, I start um, developing and the same with um, the book after that I saw a woman she was sitting on a chair and she thought as long as I sit in this chair, my life will not be over. And because she was a little bit a character, I, I, that, that was, she was not in my, the book before, but in another way, in one way she was. There was a character which was so um, petrified that she got stuck in her life. And I thought, I want to do something. So, and then I listen and then I get, okay, uh, the 50s, 50s, she's a singer. Singer? Why is she singer? Oh, because I like to sing more. Should she become a singer? And then I start, and then I, and then I'm, um, I have a beginning, and then I tell myself it's too difficult. It's the next step. I don't know anybody who can help me out with this. And then comes a struggle because I know once it is 
as put in my I put it in my own head as a plan, and the same with, with the book I just finished about um, Second World War in in United Kingdom. I I had no family in United Kingdom, nobody I could just mail who would do everything for me. I had to find journalists and and museums, museum, and they did not want to reply because who am I? So I really had to fight for my information, or even on Facebook I I went into groups. Uh, of Italians, and when they found out I was not an Italian, I, anyway, it was it was really hard. But um, I cannot give up when when I feel it's there is a heartbeat in it. When it's not just thought of, it might be interesting. But when I feel there's a connection with me, and this is yeah, I I think well, I learned to listen very well to myself being a writer. Because it helps me to make the choices. And I keep telling this to my students uh, when I teach creative writing. They ask me, how do you know when your text is finished? And then I tell them, well, I can feel it. And then they say, but how do you feel it? And then I have to admit that I, after all these years of practice, I also need a first reader who then tells me, else, I really love it. And then I think, okay, so it, it is okay to think so myself. And when I feel doubt, then when I have a good first reader, then that person manage, says exactly the same things. But it's very hard to um, to judge your own text before it goes to before you send it to to the publisher. But um, in fact, uh, you, you know a lot about um, you know yeah. If you take some distance, come back to it, and uh, and listen to your body and listen, yeah. And you get experienced, uh, then you also start reading your text better. But still, every time again, I think it's lost. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Is it quite difficult to give up on your to know when to let go of your writing? No, when I really know, then it's then it's um, you know. But then uh, give you an example of so. Um, so the rest of our lives, the book that just been released. So today, yesterday evening, I got the news that there will be a first reprint. So I'm really happy with that. So second edition will turn up. But already I had checked the text and I had found things I want to change. And I thought when, when we can do this, then it's perfect. So I still find and that ooh, it's always after I, I get a chance to do it one more time. And nobody ever notices this, this apart from me. But um, now, then I can give it out of my hands. And it's out of my hands. And okay, now it's over to the next person, yeah, person's characters. So have, having learned so much about your creative process and this almost kind of very um, visceral creative process of, of writing, um, I'd love to just touch on the kind of um, practicalities of, of publishing now and how those yeah. how those two things meet. Um, yeah. Your writing is often pitched at young adults yeah. um, and kind of sold in what we'd call a, a young adult yeah. market. Um, mm -hmm. Do you see yourself as a young adult writer? Uh, well, um, I um, I believe that um, I believe in in um, I want to write stories which. Um, have no real borders in age concerning the readers. Mm. That means that I don't think when I'm writing this is meant for this age. I don't write for children, and I I know you cannot write it. You I mean you 
it's it, you want, if you want to reach a child who uh, who can read but cannot read like an adult, you should not write like an adult because then you you it's not fair to the child. You you should try to 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 get the child into your book. So you have to give the child a language he or she can read. But what you do with the language, that's what makes literature. But um, when I think of my own readers, um, I think uh, if you're talking about business, what kind of books, what kind of read, I think um, 15, 16, and then until people die, um, can because the subjects I deal with, um, I want to talk about life and the challenges of life, and you have them in every age, at every age, and um, but I really like to tell my stories from the eyes of not too old people. So um, I have old people in my novel, novels, but they're until so, until now so far they have never been main characters. So I mean I've never had an, an, an eye of a narrator, but they were characters who part of dialogues and storyline. It's because I want. I also feel a great need to give uh, an, a stage to young people, and to give them voices so they can be heard. And I think uh, why uh, is that? Does it really matter? I used to tell uh, myself it's because I needed a voice when I was young and shouted, "Look at me!" and I had to shut up. But on the other hand, as a writer, I mean, it's 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 also so much fun. To, to dive into a young child because on one hand it's completely innocent on the other hand it is completely not because children can mean and they and all the mechanisms that causes war that cause war um, they are in children there is jealousy there is I want to be the best there is I don't have enough and uh, I'm greedy and in fact if I could I, I kill you but I'm not strong enough so all these things are in children but of course they, they, they're fighting with the limits of being a child and behave have to behave and being human beings and I like to you know and when me I as an adult it's a little bit the same as um, writing historical novels you, you go into another world and so I immediately have a safe distance and I can write about everything because I um, when, whenever there would be a mean person and tell me, oh, this is how you think, I say, no, it's how my character thinks. And she or he is younger, lives in England, not in Belgium, has a different life. So even if you change um, the, the color of the eyes, you make your, yourself, if you want to write about yourself, and then you're, it's easier. And it's a tip I give to my young uh, creative writing uh, group. We all want to write about ourselves. In the beginning, the first books I wrote, it was about what needs to get out of my system. And so they were very close to who I am, to who I was then. But it helped me, I discovered, to, to go into someone else and to be, I could be much more open and write about everything. In the beginning, when I, I started writing, I was thinking, I was thinking very often, hmm, if I write this, they will think this of me, and they will think I'm, I can be mean, or uh, I really... And then, um, so this is, I think, uh, um, a, a tip, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as a, as a creative writing tutor, are there any other tips in general about writing that you would be happy to share? Um, in terms of, of research or writing, or what sort of tips would you mm -hmm. would you give to our listeners who are maybe very new to writing? 
Maybe one tip is that um, there is not one way of writing. So uh, find your style and there are so many different ways of to write a story. You can write, I'm not even talking about timeline, uh, also about using your words. And, and I, I stress very much the fact when I teach that I'm just one voice and one way of writing. And then, because but there are things that I really believe in, like I really like to write a little bit suggestive. So that means that, I don't know if I say it correctly, but I like to leave uh, empty places in my stories so that you have to fill in. Uh, what might be meant, but I should give you enough clues, I should help you, otherwise I'm lazy. And that's the hard work, is it's when do I give too much so that there is no adventure for you anymore. But I think this is quite general. I think we live in an age that this, these are the stories which work more than when you, like school teacher, an old-fashioned school teacher would tell them how to behave and how people would have to live their lives. I would get angry when writers kept telling me things or being moralists. So, uh, but I want to show the world, and but this is and so these things I talk about with them. But then again, I say, but if you don't want to do that, and if you want to be as clear as as clear water, go ahead and discover. Maybe, I mean, I'm wrong, eh? so uh, find it and find your own voice and. Uh, and the other thing is, yeah, don't think that there is something like a good subject for a novel. There are, uh, everything is worth writing about. It's only um, when, uh, when you, what you do with the subject, how you develop your, your, your ideas. And another tip is also get, uh, plunge yourself into the senses. I used to say that every writer is someone who likes to sit on a terrace outside and, and look at people passing by and is imagining stories about those people, but not everybody is like that. You have writers who don't like people and who, who love to sit in their house and really be interested, thinking really are busy with their inner world. And so, but the thing is, what I, why I like to give that as advice, look at people and and, and, and go places and and don't stick in your own to your own world and it's a little bit to I really want to contribute something to the fact that uh, there should be a lot of possibilities at schools for young people to be creative mm. and not just as a pastime or uh, something nice in between to empty their heads no it is just to to fill their heads and to, because you need creativity in all the things that you do, because life is not fixed and it's not, you have hardly anything under control. So it's good that you can develop your creativity to find ways to deal with difficult things or unexpected things. So, uh, so even if you don't become a writer, writing is a way of, of letting go this creativity which is maybe stuck in your head and one of the thing, ways to do that is smell um, write down what you feel what, you, what you're tasting um, taste people um, imagine that you taste them how do they, how do they taste so um, work with the body yeah? so, uh, so writing as a, as a sensory experience yeah. as, as well yeah. um, oh, that's fascinating and was, was creativity um, did you always have this need for creativity and I'd love to know how you got started as a writer 
you know, I was um, I was two, two years old, and in my country, um, um, young people, at, at, especially now, they tend to go to school at the age of three. Huh? I know there are countries where it's forbidden, where you need to be four, but I was just, I just become two. And when I was in my my when I was a young adult, I was 13, 14, and I had all the time I was in fight with my parents. I discovered this. I was so cross because I thought they hated me. See, that's a proof. They took me to school to get rid of me. Two, two is so young. And then I asked my mom, why did you do that? And she said, I was really angry. And she said, but you know, you knew so much. And I already had told you all the stories I knew. You knew all the games. So I needed someone else to, to inspire you, which sounds beautiful. But when I asked my dad, which I did, because I knew he's going to tell me the truth. He said, well, you were simply, you were too much. And it was, or I go crazy or you go crazy. So you had to go to school and that that was much closer to what I felt. I am I'm too much. I am too much. And I think that's what you mean by I was all the time uh, inventing things, uh, telling things, uh, making up stories. We were what we played, played we, I lived in I li our house was surrounded by wood, so after school we threw our suit uh, how do you call book book how do you call bags into the house, mm -hmm. kitchen we ran outside the house into the woods and there I, dis I invented stories and then I was a kind of director and we played the stories. You were the princess, she was a, he was a prince, she was a dragon, whatever. And we, So I was all the time being creative, but I didn't realize that this was, that was just me. I was not looking at myself as being creative. And then, so but, but uh, at school, um, I had good teachers, but... All that well, not all the time, but once in a while, I got really reprimanded. I had to, and we had, we we weren't hit when I was young, so I didn't get uh, the cane or something or something else which hurt. But I was put into corners for, and I had to stand in a corner and shut up or write lines, so many lines. And when I was, I hated that. And when I was ten, uh, we had a teacher. And she really was, um, she, she had no uh, control of the class. So that, that's what I think now. We were all the time, we were quiet because we were afraid of her. So she, I don't think that she liked us or her way of control was authority. So she was, um, yeah, she could not stand uh, someone who talked once in a while. And you can imagine that, that I really was afraid of her. And I hated her because she was the boss. And then she had, um, at the end of her classroom, there was a bench, and she called this a donkey bench. And you sat on that bench if you had done something silly, and silly was not make a mistake, but was uh, talk. So I said there a lot. And then one, one day, I sat there again, and I really felt isolated, and I felt so unhappy and left out. And because she, she literally make, made it visible that I was different. I was I was the one who was always said told to shut up. Huh? So she made it. So it was. So it. I thought. Okay, look at me here sitting. And I don't know how, how I began to write, but I started writing on that bench. And at that moment, and I wrote story, and it was a fairy tale. It was about a poor, very clever girl with a a mom who was ill. And in the end of the story, the girl could marry to the prince, got all the money in the world to have her mom cute. Everything turned out so fine. 
And I was writing this and I was completely happy. And then she stood next to me, she saw my story and she really was very, we were also scared and she wanted to read my story. I didn't want that to happen, but she took it from me and she went to the front front where, of the classroom where her desk was. She started reading, then she got up, she got, uh, she got up and she looked at us and she said, children, children, I have something to tell you. We have a real writer in our classroom. And I thought she's making a joke. You will notice in a minute she will start laughing and, and my life will be ended. So I really was so terrified. But then she kept repeating it and I thought, and I felt like I grew at that moment. And at that moment I realized three things. Um, that um, when you write, when I write, uh, when I wrote that story, I felt complete at peace with everything. I wasn't doing something with my imagination, with my feelings. Uh, I felt calm. I was a little bit God. Nobody was telling me off. And she loved it. So I, I did something positive with, with my inside, my inside and... I think that was a very important moment and I believe that if that moment had not been there, there would have been another one because I really like to write. And so um, that was when I discovered that this might be my way of having people love me. That's my writing. That might be my way. And so I started writing poetry and short stories and at the age of 15, I, I was a journalist and so I got the chances by... I, people gave me the chance to write in, in magazines, so I got inspired and stimulated. And all the time I felt so insecure because one day they're going to discover it's not the case. But it, yeah, anyway, so I think that you need it. I think it's good to have the balance between uh, I can do this and I love to do this and people like it. But yeah, is it really true? So I'm raised in an area of my country where I can only talk about that area because I'm raised there, where they say, uh, keep your feet on the ground and we're not, we're not, uh, we're not floating in the air. Eh? So I've been told, like, okay, feet on the ground, okay, and it's okay. I think it's good to come down again and look at yourself and think, look at her complaining about silly text. Uh, come on, work a little bit harder, do it again. Tomorrow it will work, etc. So then, yeah. But it took me some time to really start writing books because I thought, uh, you have to be amazing, yeah? To start writing, to have the guts to tell yourself you might write a book. <gasps> no. It's, but I was, I think maybe your age, I was 20, 20 four when I started writing my novel, first one, and then got translated. Uh, no, not translated, but published, and then I, I began, yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you did um, get get those novels published because it's, it's, um, Els, it's been absolutely um, fascinating uh, chatting to you and finding all about your life and your, your creative writing process. And it's really got me thinking about, you know, writing as, as a way of kind of community building. Um, that's one mm -hmm. thing that really came through and kind of building these connections with with readers um and writing as a, a sort of a sensory process and thinking about it you know just outside of just 
um, sitting at a computer. So thank you so much for your time. I could I could talk all day. It's been so interesting. Yes. But uh, I'd better <laughs> I'd better close there. But I'm I'm really looking forward to reading. Uh, oh, thank you. I whatever hope you write about one day uh, Norwich. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, thank you very much for your great questions because they really went to the things that um, matter to me. So thank you for that. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, fantastic. Thank, thank you, you Els. Thank All you. Right. Bye. Bye. If you have questions or want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Writer Center, and you'll find us on Facebook by searching National Center for Writing. Don't forget to sign up to our weekly newsletter by visiting nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk and clicking the orange drop-down box on the homepage. As a UK-registered charity, we rely on the generosity of our supporters to make our work possible. You can make a donation over on the website today by hitting the Support Us button in the top nav. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us because it helps other writers to find the podcast. Thanks again, keep writing and we'll catch you on the next episode.